This is Ken Barron with the National Association of Black and White Men Together. Today, I want to talk to you about racism and the Supreme Court. Katanji Brown Jackson is an eminent judge and is President Biden's pick to replace Justice Stephen G. Breyer. And so the backlash from the right has emerged, some subtle and some not. If confirmed, Jackson will become the first black woman to be a part of the land's highest court. Some history is appropriate here. Recall that President Kennedy in 1961 attempted to address racial discrimination amongst federal contractors, and that failed because it did not manage to shake the widespread assumption in American culture that white men did not benefit from their gender or the color of their skin, and thus earned their lot in life based solely on merit. The system in place was designed to support the upward mobility of white Americans while actively limiting the opportunities of people of color. And also, affirmative action was characterized as some sort of handout, despite the fact that whiteness was more of a head start to success than an impediment. Fox News' uh, Tucker Carlson is now, quote, curious about the LSAT scores of Katanja Brown Jackson. Carlson has also maligned Vice President Kamala Harris, the first woman of color to be elected vice president back in 2020. These comments hint at a very specific picture of who belongs where and how did you get in here? As the New York Times, Charles Blow have pointed out, James Francis Bynes and a white man dropped out of school at 14 and never went to college or law school. And yet, President Roosevelt put him on the Supreme Court. Likewise, President Trump nominated Amy Conan Barrett to the Supreme Court, who had never been a judge, even attorney general or even a defense lawyer. Senator McConnell, who ushered Barrett's conspiracy harried confirmation process, said, quote, The Senate must conduct a rigorous, exhaustive review of Judge Jackson's nomination as benefits a lifetime opportunity to our highest court. The American people didn't deserve any of that with Barrett. This is really about a view that considers people of color inherently less fit for the job, whereas the job is for white counterparts. With that in mind, efforts to diversify an environment often met with cynicism, as if quality must be sacrificed in order to diversify. But in reality, quality is being sacrificed when an organization is not tapping into all talent pools. That has been the issue in the government in corporate America, even in the hiring of NFL coaches, for example. 
Now, this does not suggest that white candidates for a job didn't work hard, aren't qualified, or haven't suffered hardships along the way. But white skin has not been an impediment to their American success. Of the 115 Supreme Court justices, all but seven have been white men. You ever wonder what their LSAT scores were? Hmm. Or did you just assume they were qualified for the job? We should engage about the ideology of the Supreme Court nominate, nomination, not how black nominees, quote, got into the room. It's no misty. She's well, he's no mystery. She's well qualified. Remember, systems have propped up white men since colonial days. How did all those white guys get their jobs? Thank you for listening. This is Ken Scott Barron. I'm with the NABWMT and you can visit us at nabwmt.org, but on our platforms also. Please um, like us, comment, and uh, that would be on Facebook, hashtag NABWMT, and we're on Twitter and other platforms. We also podcast like this, and you can find this podcast wherever you find the rest of your wonderful podcasts. Thank you so much.